And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. It's me. Can you believe it? It's Billy Darcy. Hosting Get Around Me with Billy Darcy. What a time to be alive. Uh, the good times, they keep on rolling. And I've got to say, I'm in a pretty good mood. I'm having another go at using the desk for the podcast. It took me about 30 minutes um, to drag it into position. And the damage I've done to my bedroom is well past repair. Um, I hope this podcast does well because I can absolutely say goodbye to my bond. Um so, praying the desk gets some traction. But, apart from that, you'll be happy to know, I'm in the last season of Nashville, this show I'm watching that is taking my soul piece by piece, and the last season is absolute trash, because every last season of every TV show ever is absolute trash. Why is this the case? How I Met Your Mother, season 9, sucked. Scrubs, they came back for a season 9, it sucked. Game of Thrones, I didn't watch it, but I saw you nerds commenting. I saw people freaking out about that. Mad Men, great. Last season, sucked, okay? They always run out of ideas in the last season. I'm watching this fucking show, Nashville, dude. It's about the country music scene and, like, these famous country music singers. What happened at the start of season six? Well, we found out the main character was molested beyond belief as a kid and has now joined a cult. Sick, dude, because that's what country music singers do. I know I'm not too familiar with the scene over there in Nashville, but is that what they're doing? They're all just joining cults and just terrible writing. The ro- Do you ever just... I hate it when you can just tell the writing and the acting has gone downhill. They've introduced a new character. She might be the worst actress I've ever seen. Is she attractive? Yes. Yes, she is attractive. But... Everyone in that show is attractive. It's fucking TV, okay? Take a class, babe. Take a class. You don't just jump in on season six of one of the most popular shows on the planet and and fucking phone it in, okay? So it's just awful writing. Um, One of the other main characters, a country music singer, she's now quit singing and is doing that thing where autistic kids go and hang out with horses to feel better. She's one of those people now. She doesn't even sing anymore. So half the show's about a cult. Half the other the other half of the show's about um horses healing people. I haven't seen a fucking guitar in like four episodes. But I've only got ten episodes to go. Um and it's been a well, the first four seasons of Nashville. Unbelievable. Do yourself a favor. Um season five. I didn't really care for it. Season six is actively bad. Actively bad. I don't know what happened. But anyway. So that's that's where I'm at. But I tell you what, guys. Just as I literally knocking on wood, praying we don't go back into lockdown in Sydney. Um, because I've booked in a few stand-up comedy gigs for um, August. They're just little club spots. But um, some of you might not know this about me if you just uh, sort of got onto the pod recently, but I am actually a stand-up comedian, if you can believe it. My last gig was in June 1997, and I miss it a lot, okay? But now, just as I've 
finally opened up the old diary and said, you know what? Get me back in the game. Some fucking pelican from Melbourne went to a pub in, in Sydney. And I don't know what he did there, but for what I can tell, he went around licking everyone. And that's such a Victorian thing to do, go around licking people. You're bloody south of the border, freaks. Keep your tongue to yourself, Victoria. We're sick of you, okay? We're goddamn sick of you. So, I'm praying that we don't go back into lockdown so I can keep these gigs. Um, but who knows? Who knows? <sighs> God, what a time to be alive. Um, so, Thursday night of the last week. I'm going to recap my life as we do every week. Um, and here we go. So, Thursday night, i got to say, I had an old school. This is something people used to do before coronavirus. Just out of nowhere, a big old session on a weeknight. I love it, okay? We went to watch my mates play soccer, the um, the first grade squad. Um, it was a great... Uh, actually, no, it wasn't. It was a terrible game. It was nil all. It was awful. Um, luckily, me and, me and my roommate took enough alcohol and I'm going to come clean. We took some narcotics down, a bit of the old marijuana, if you will. And um, by the end, I wasn't even facing the fucking game. I was all over the shop. So that was a great time. But I thought we were just going to go down, go to the soccer game and come home. Naive, Darcy. Very naive. Where do we go afterwards? <laughs> the pub. What am I like? Hey? Hey? Billy Darcy back in the pub. Classic. Classic. Classic Darcy. So we're in the pub and it was a pretty good group was actually. And then next thing you know, it's freaking 11 p.m. Dude, I'm absolutely rocked on a Thursday night. How good's that? You know, obviously, it's a privilege to be unemployed and, and get hammered on a school night because, I mean, turn your phone off. I've got no no alarm to set, nowhere to be, no one who loves me. So, you know, it's a guilt-free session. Um, I spent, I want to say, I want to, I want to say upwards of 45 minutes talking to a beautiful 28-year-old woman. Uh, we absolutely hit it off. Now, it turned out she was actually 42 years old. This lady's skin was unbelievable, okay? She pulled the wool over me. Um, I thought I was talking to, you know, a, a young woman with her whole life whole life ahead of her. But um, I don't know. I don't think she had kids. But yeah, she was, a, she was an older broad, uh, 42 years old, but looked phenomenal. I mean, I'd love to get her skincare routine because she was glowing, okay? Absolutely glowing. Um, so I found out she was 42. And also her name was Jenny. Um, I don't have anything against that name, but it's my mum's name. So I was, <laughs> I spent about 40 minutes inadvertently chatting up a 42-year-old woman with the same name as my mum. Bit fucking weird, yeah? I think we can all agree. Bit fucking weird. Um, did I get her number at the end of it? Look. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. Uh, did she text me that night and it came up, Jenny? Did I, did it creep me out a bit? Yes. <laughs> Yes, it fucking did. She was texting me at like 2am being like, oh, I'm listening to your podcast. And I was like, oh, God, this is bizarre. Go to bed, Jenny, please. Please go to bed. <laughs> but she, she was great. A lot of fun. A lot of fun had. Um, there was a pommy, a pommy girl there. I say girl because it turned... Yeah, I think these women were a lot older than I thought. Um, but yeah, there was a pommy woman there. Love the poms. It was a great old session. Um, came back to our place. Um... And a mate of mine is thinking about buying into the business he works for. So me, him, and another friend stayed up till 3 a.m. discussing 
the pros and cons of buying into a small business in 2020. Now, I personally have a media degree. One of the lads works in insurance and the other one's a landscaper. None of us know a single thing about small business, okay? But it didn't stop us analyzing the markets, the economy, the industry for a good two and a half hours. Um, Highly embarrassing. I think if a video was to service of that, I would... I think it might be the most embarrassing conversation of all time. Just three blokes who know nothing about business having a fucking real serious chat about it and just like going back and forth, but no one knows anything. Okay, so it's absolutely cringeworthy. But I wake up and uh, no alarm was set. I usually always set an alarm, but a bit, bit all over the place. I wake up 11.45 Friday. I can't believe it. I've booked in a, a appointment with the osteo. My back's been all over the place um, since we started playing soccer. Now, I'm not 100% convinced on the osteo because they always want you to go back again and again and again. And that was fine when my mum and dad were paying for it with their private health insurance. But now that Billy Darcy, uh, the man, the myth, the former stand-up comedian, is paying for it himself with no private health insurance, I can assure you even if I'm crawling out of your osteo office and can barely stand up and the pain is so bad, you have to give me enough like oxys to pass out, you will not be booking me in for a second consultation, okay? 150 sheets for 45 minutes? I'll see you never, babe, okay? So I got in the car, a lightning shower, got in the car, uh, broke a lot of uh, sort of traffic rules to get to this appointment on time. Because if you're late, they don't give a fuck, you know, they just take it out of your time. And it was 150 bucks. Go in, this woman uh, told me my hamstrings are tight, etc. And the thing with the osteo is they actually know what they're talking about. But even, I don't know, people say chiros are sort of witch doctors. I've never actually been to a chiro. I've always been to the osteo. But I want a bit more snapping and cracking from the osteos. Is there a happy medium? So she, like, you know did all this weird shit with my hips and gave me some stretches to do and realigned my freaking, it was all hips and hamstring stuff. And she cracked my back once, but I'm saying, I want a bit more wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Okay. I want, I want to do the thing where they like snap your, a toe in your, a bone in your toe. And then you're like, your shoulders like, whoa, what was that? And you just, and then you're like, you're like, I've, I just got over my first heartbreak. What the fuck happened? You know, I want a bit more of that sort of voodoo, Mr. Miyagi medicine, I think. So I'm not sure what that is. Um, but I went to the osteo, reeking of a good time. Um, if a good time smells like Carlton Draft, then that's that's what I smelled like. Um, and I was terrible because the other thing about the osteo is they're like the fucking hairdresser on steroids. This bird's chit-chatting away. I'm here to get snapped and cracked and maybe take a nap. All right, for 150 sheets, where's the quiet ride option on the osteo? Where's the sh- let's less yapping, more snapping, babe? Okay. Um. So I was terrible. I was terrible company, and everything she asked me about, um, like I was just like depressing. She was like, "Oh yeah, like my friend, um, my friend tried to uh tried to get her rent stopped because she lost her job." And then, uh, and, you know, they, she, she had her rent deferred and now she's got a brand new job, you know? So there's always, there's always something coming up and I was like, oh yeah, I've lost my job and our, our landlord put the rent up. So, and she was like, oh, oh, okay. 
so do you follow sports? And I was like, oh God, <laughs> it was a, it was a long hour. It was a long hour. Um, and then she said, I'll need to see you a couple more times. Um, you know, next Wednesday is good for me if that works. And I said, absolutely, babe. My mouth said one thing, my eyes said another. I will never see you again. And you can keep calling me secretary at Good Life Healthcare Clinic, but you will never see Billy Darcy again. Okay. Um, you've snapped me a little bit and you've given me the exercises I need to heal myself, which was a mistake on your part. If I was an osteo who wanted someone to come back again, I'd say, I'd give you like half the exercise, like a puzzle piece of what you need to, to heal. You know, uh, this week, move your knee like this. Next week for $120, I'll reveal more. You know, so the osteo is a confusing place. Um, but, but fair play. She did a good job and she was a lovely woman. Um, and my financial situation is no reason to disparage her clinic, which was very above board. Um, so after that though, dude, I'm uh, the only like two things I had to do all week, uh, were on Friday when I was absolutely wrecked. Um, bad news bear. I was a bad news bear driving around town on Friday. Um, so then I, I, I head up to the mechanics and I pick up the Mazda Metro after a full week at the mechanics. Finally get the blue slip. Um, now, a blue slip costs $65 in New South Wales. That's your standard safety check. Now, there may be some confusion because when I tapped my card, the reader said $750. And that was because, as per usual, the mechanics bent me over and took me for an absolute fucking ride, okay? Apparently, the fucking brake pads were, were accelerating. The accelerators were braking. Who knows what the fuck's going on? Um, but yeah, I handed over a lot of money. And then uh, to insure the car, again, due to my poor driving record, um, was even even more money. So I'm, I was looking at about uh, total to register the car for a year, $2,000. And I paid it. So look, is that every penny I have? Yes. Yes, it is. Do I now have the ability to enjoy stress-free motoring in, in a fucking vehicle that is impressive to people from all walks of life, I do, okay? The Mazda Metro has returned to the streets, all right? And these things usually uh, go hand in hand. The more I drive the Mazda Metro, the more the ladies want a piece of me. So let me tell you, you pull up to a red light in a 1999 Mazda Metro 101, okay? You turn to your right. If there's a, if there's a you know, a freaking hottie in a thottymobile, so to speak, uh, look, you're, you're getting that girl's phone number, okay? She's going to... She's going to have a look at the black panel on your white car. She's going to listen to that bad boy purr and she's going to be turned on. Okay. So, and then I, I speed off doing 70 and a 50 in my, in my 20 year old hatchback. And she knows she's come face to face with a genuine bad boy. So it's all coming up, Bill. It's all coming up, Bill. Um, now, next. And this is... um. This is just, uh, what do you call it? Pinnacle. Cliche. Uh, succulent, not succulent. Singular. This is peak. This is peak amateur sport. What happened to my soccer team on Saturday? Now, we have a squad of 22 players in my team. Uh, now, for those of you who aren't familiar with the, the world game, football or soccer, 
Um, it's 11 people on the field. So from 22, pretty easy to field a fucking team each week, you'd think. And for the first two games, we had 22 people available and like five blokes had to sit out each game. I didn't sit out, um, obviously, because I'm sort of, you know, one of the better players in the team and, you know, a lot of the guys look up to me, that sort of stuff. So I didn't sit out. But um, but then we rock up on Saturday. Out of the 22 players in our squad, we had seven available. Okay. And that is amateur sport in a nutshell. Every soccer season I've ever played, every year, usually snow season and Groove and the Moo absolutely decimate our squad. For years, every time Groove and the Moo came around, I used to play in a, in a, in a squad of two teams. There was 37 across the two teams. Every time Groove and the Moo was on, there'd be eight of us to, left to play both games, reserves and first grade. And then I finally got cool enough and just went to Groove and the Moo. I said, I'm fucking sick of this. Um, so, we had seven people available out of our 22-man squad. All the lads away at various piss-ups across New South Wales. Um, you know, when at training, it said we said, where is everyone this week? We have no players. And it, it was a mix of up the coast and down the coast. Okay, let me tell you, anyone who holidays inland is a fucking mug, all right? You go up the coast, you go down the coast. If you're going inland, you better go all the way to the west coast, all right? You stay on the coast. Um, so everyone's away. The only bloke who had a legitimate excuse as to why he wasn't playing, a couple of, one bloke said he had work, even though I know for a fact he works in a cafe four hours a week. So I'm pretty sure he could easily get that shift swapped. Um, but the, ba- the, ba- the 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 boys, the, the bays, the, the lads, they were just all getting pissed at Airbnbs across New South Wales. I didn't get an invite to any of them. So that's, hey, whatever, who cares? I don't care. Shut up. Just shut the fuck up. Um, so we had absolutely no players. The only bloke with a legitimate excuse was um, this bloke, Bartho, who had his Achilles blown off in the game on Monday and had to be stretched into an ambulance. Um, he's out for the season. And when he ticked unavailable... None of us were surprised. Uh, I wish him a speedy recovery. Um, but yeah, we had seven players. We're zero from two. I put out the, put out the call to my roommate, Macca, the big chief. Uh, Macca hasn't kicked a soccer ball in six years. Um, though after his comments about me, when he came to watch on Friday, uh, I could only assume he was one of the better players in the state because... Some of the shit he was yelling at my game was some of the most arrogant, aggressive statements I've ever come across. So the big chief answered the call. He kitted up. Um, his match fitness, let's describe it. Poor. It was poor. His speed off the mark, non-existent. The guy, the guy would start running like a fucking... Uh, it was like pushing a car. You know how it's really hard to get the car going and then eventually it's sort of... Sort of if it's a bit of a downhill, it might start rolling a bit. That was great. His agility, the ref came up to me after the game and said explicitly, uh, that bloke has the worst agility I've seen in 25 years of refing amateur soccer. And that's that came from the ref. That didn't come from me. Um, but he played with a lot of heart. I, I owe him one. Um, and thanks to him, we were able to field a team and eventually go on to get absolutely destroyed for one. So thanking you, Maka. Um, he, he was notorious for his slide tackles in his junior days and... They had a bloke who was about 50 in their team, an old pommy bloke. Maka almost sent this guy into a hospital. I swear to God. Two studs up into the back of the knee, clipped this guy. Foul was blown immediately, but he missed. If he got this guy, my God. One of the most malicious tackles I've seen in quite some time. 
Um, but thank you to Maka for playing. Needless to say, we were absolutely put to the sword by the worst team in the comp. Um, these blokes weren't bad blokes, actually, except for one of their strikers, who, if I may speak out of school, was an absolute cunt. Um, and I told him that on the day, so there's nothing new. Um, but yeah, we, we, we didn't play well, and we lost accordingly. We were down 2-1 at one point, and we got a penalty. One of our lads stepped up to take it. Keep in mind, this is third division amateur football. He tried to chip the keeper down the middle, okay? Blasted it into the car park. Must have cleared the guy. It was like it's like a fucking rugby league conversion, this penalty. Unbelievable. Our 38-year-old keeper literally was just screaming threats at him for the rest of the game, going, You better make up for that shit, mate! You better make up for it! Disgrace! It was, a host, it was a hostile 90 minutes. And I played the full 90 minutes and limped off. My God. Not for me playing the full 90 minutes. Not for me at all. Then we went to the pub after and we're becoming notorious at, at the pub that sponsors us because all the hot bartenders know that we haven't won a game or even come close. So they're starting to see us maybe not as the Lotharios we see ourselves as, which is quite concerning. Um, but got, uh, luckily, uh, you know, I'm, I've got a very, very strict policy, uh, win or lose, I'm getting blind and that's how it is. Obviously it was a heavy loss, so I need to heavily drink to forget about it. Now, went to the pub, pretty uneventful as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then got home with Macca in a, get this, a regulation taxi. For some reason, the Ubers were surging. And let me tell you guys, this is a life tip. Um, if you're getting in a taxi these days, don't ever let this this pelican run the meter. Okay, I'm being genuine. The taxi industry is on its knees, okay? And you should treat them accordingly. Now, am I saying be mean to the driver? No. Am I saying, say to the bloke up front, if you, just, if you know it's about a $25 Uber to your house, say, mate, 25 bucks up front, no meter, okay? If you're letting the meter run in 2020... You deserve the $85 charge you're going to receive for a fucking trip around the block, okay? Money up front, no meter every time. So we did that. Um, and you know what? Some taxi drivers will say, fuck off, absolutely not. And to them you say, enjoy your meager pension, mate. You are driving the horse and cart of this industry, all right? So if, if you get brushed back by a couple of taxi drivers, whatever, no stress, eventually someone will take it because no one wants to get in taxis anymore, okay? And eventually they'll come crawling. So yeah, don't let the meter run, whatever you do. So, then get get back to our place. As we get to our place, right outside our house, a group of like seven like lads, like Eshes, maybe 18-year-old kids get out. A couple of girls, maybe like four or five guys. Um, so obviously it's about 1 a.m., what do you do when you see a random group of guys on the street at 1am? Obviously, I start antagonizing them. I mean, it's not rocket science. Um, so I start fucking having a go at these blokes, you know, a bit banterously. And um, turns out they lived right across the road. They go, oh, come on, mate. We live right across the road. I go, you're kidding, lads. I live right here. Which I probably shouldn't have re revealed my address because they look to be young criminals. But but then they go, come around for kick-ons, mate. I go, you're shitting me. So next thing, me and Mac are in this backyard with all these like 18-year-old SA kids. Having a fucking time. Getting blind as bats. I was there till about 3. 2.30. Fantastic. I embarrassed myself heavily. I was so blind by the end of the night. At one point, one of the lads gives me a cigarette. 
I go, mate, this thing's not lighting. It's not lighting. I go, what are you rolling me, champion? You're killing me. And he goes, mate, you're smoking it backwards. I was smoking a cigarette backwards. Embarrassing. Keep in mind, I'm 25. All these kids are like, I want to say 18 to 20. And I'm like the biggest loser there. Smoking this cigarette backwards. I was like, Jesus Christ. I said, boys, I must bid you adieu. I'm sorry. I cannot embarrass myself any further. But it was weird. I always hated lads growing up. But these kids had the bum bags and the TNs and all this. And I said, lads, what's the gossip with all the, all the TNs and stuff? You little criminals or something. And they said, nah, mate, it's just fucking fashion. You know, we just like like to steeze or whatever they said. I'd, I don't know. I'd, I didn't care for their answer. But um, but yeah, it was kind of like, uh, you know, you, when you, you know, in a TV show, when they they like become friends with the people they hate, it was like kind of like that, like a water under the bridge moment for all the lads that harassed me when I was 14. But anyway, so a pretty weird night. Um, and yeah, finished up in a 19-year-old's backyard smoking a cigarette backwards. So I'm not saying you had a better weekend than me. I'm just saying you absolutely did. Okay. Um, but yeah, let me just fix this up. All right. So I'm next. The job hunt continues. And I got offered a job last week, right? One of the worst jobs I've ever been offered. And so I get a call and it's this lady and she goes, hi, Billy. You applied for a customer service officer role with us at the ATO. And I'm starting to think, fuck, I don't know. I guess I have. Because you, you apply for so many jobs. You know, it's admin officer, customer service inspector, you know, captain Captain planet of admin. Who knows what's going on, okay? So I go, yeah. She goes, are you still interested? I go, I go, yeah, I am still interested. She goes, it's at the ATO call center. Um, and you hear call center? less interested okay um but i have worked in a call center before years and years ago so i mean i've got those skills up the old sleeveroo she go but then she goes can you start august 3rd i'm thinking well i haven't even been for an interview yet babe but you know nice to be wanted um i go well i guess i can start august 3rd she goes right i'll tell you a bit about it she goes it's an inbound call center for the australian tax office Though you will make some outbound calls, um, specifically when you're chasing up people's debts. I go, right. She goes, how does that sound? I go, so I'm on the phone taking calls from people who don't know how to pay their tax and I help them do that, which I'm thinking sounds horrible. You know, some freaking butcher from Wangaroo going, why, why am I getting charged this? And there's Billy D just copping it all day. And the only time I make an outbound call is to chase up people's tax debts. Imagine you have to be the guy who calls someone up and goes, Mr. Thompson, uh, you owe the government $35,000. I go, right. I go, okay, but beggars can't be choosers. I go, where is it? She goes, north right, which is about an hour with traffic away. But I, I go, oh, it's a little far. She goes, it's a little far from French's Forest. I go, well, I, I have a car I can drive. She goes, we don't have any parking available, so we strongly recommend you catch public transport. I go, I can't drive. She goes, no. Then she goes, so you live in French's Forest? I go, yep. And and uh, she goes, okay. She goes, well, it's, it's 50 minutes on the bus and the train. I go, oh, it's not too bad. I go, how much does it pay then? And she goes, $41,000 plus super. How does that sound? Is that what you were looking for? I go, well, it's a little low. She goes, it is a little low, isn't it? I go, it is. She goes, well, it's negotiable. I said, okay, well, I want $50,000 plus super. She goes, it's not negotiable. I go, okay. 
She goes, well, it's, uh, the super is roughly four grand. So it's a 45k package when you think about it. I go, yeah, that's just the same as 41 plus super. You just said that a different way. She goes, I did. And this lady on the phone was absolute dance because she knew how bad the job was that she was trying to get me to do. I go, okay, I probably, it's, it's not for me. She goes, I totally understand. I absolutely understand. Um, she, she, <laughs> I go, but do you mind if I keep your details, um, you know, in case my circumstances change? Because you can never get too far ahead of yourself in 2020, you know, who knows what's next. Um, you know, well, I'm getting beaten down left and right. So I, I might be jumping at the bit for this job in two weeks time. Um, but yeah, she goes, totally understand. Have a good day. And it's like, you can literally just get this job whenever you want it. They just do an intake every two weeks of people. I'm, I'm assuming people quit all the time due to the job or the low pay or the fact you're not even allowed to drive your own fucking car there, dude. But I was like, my God. Talk about, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe I should have gone on Big Brother after all. Fuck me. What is going on in 2020? Billy Darcy is copying losses left and right. But uh, <laughs> terrible gig. But like I said, I have saved her number very sheepishly because who knows what's going on, you know? Um, but yeah, imagine me chasing down tax debts. That's got to be one of the worst jobs for 40 grand a year. You got to call people up and be like, hello, is this father of three, Mr. Thompson? Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. You owe the government $40,000. Yes. You know, be a tax detective. I'd love to call up small businesses like and just take them down. You know, hi, is this, uh, is this Mr. Mr. Bangers of, uh, Mr. Bangers Pies? Yeah, mate, it says on your website you have the best chicken pie in town, yet you recorded a $7,000 loss last year, is that right? Interesting, interesting, because I, I'd imagine the, a bakery with the best chicken pie in town would be making quite a bit of money off said chicken pie. Wouldn't that be right, sir? That's right, there's a SWAT team outside, come out with your hands up, alright? We've got you. But yeah, God, what a terrible gig. What an awful, awful gig. But, uh, but at the same time, <laughs> got it up my sleeve, should I need. Um, now, in the news last couple of days, Jada Pinkett Smith, wife of Will Smith, um, they went on her Facebook television program, I guess you could call it. It's the Red Table where, you know, it's all about honesty good on you Jada um and she honestly very honestly told Will Smith that she has been cheating on him uh with this 24 year old singer guy or four years ago she did and you know she was very brave she described it as a healing process a spiritual one and all I can say lads is it's over okay if Will Smith can get cheated on I'd give your girlfriend a call right now and find out where the fuck she is, okay? Because he is the most impressive man on the planet. And if he's getting mugged off by his wife, you better believe a mugging is coming your way swifter than you can believe. Um, I don't know. Maybe if he said no to more movies, he'd, he'd have more of a handle on where she was. You know, instead he's off in Puerto Rico making Men in Black 47 or whatever. But it is over, lads. Will Smith has fallen. You can't get more alpha than Will Smith. He was in I Am Legend, okay? Um, I don't know what to do. The, I would say the pressure's off. I mean, no one's getting out alive. Uh, guys, girls, heart, heartbreak's coming your way, okay? Um, 
it's it's a wild world and these birds are scandalous i'll tell you what our last tower of masculine energy is the rock okay um if it comes out that his missus has been playing up on him or eventually when the steroids kill him we will from there move to a full matriarchy with emma watson as the leader of the free world okay i repeat will smith has fallen um I don't know what to say. I mean, if Will Smith can get cheated on, what hope do we have? He had it all. He's, he's an absolute sort, fame, money, power, rapper, actor. I mean, I don't understand. I will say uh, it's yet to come out what Will Smith's been up to in his personal life, you know. Wouldn't be surprised if he's been playing up. But, um, but Jada Pinkett Smith, you know, uh, why Will Smith said yes to go on go on this platform and just get mugged off in front of the whole world. Yes, Jada, uh, let's talk about the rapper who's been putting you to the sword uh, while I've been away, you know, providing for the family. Please. Yes, more cameras. More cameras, please. A very bizarre time. There's no doubting about it. Um, and you could see poor Will looked looked broken. Looked very broken. And uh, it's a very weird thing. I don't know why he said yes to this. Yeah, you know, why the hell? I'm pretty sure this guy like turned down a role in Star Wars, but he said yes to this shit. I have no idea what's going on with Will Smith. Um, you know, Jaden and Willow and that other kid they never talk about. They must be devastated. Yes, there's a third Smith kid. I'd like to hear what he's been up to. Where's the red table for that weird cunt? But anyway, but Jada Pinkett Smith had the. She said to him, "I've never seen a muggy like this." She said to him when, when she was cheating on him with this 24-year-old guy, it was actually a healing process. And that, um, you know, she was, it was a very spiritual process for her and it was, um, she learned a lot about herself. So, you know, good on her. Props, props are due. Um, I will say, I didn't know that when you're being a piece of shit or selfish, it could also be a healing process. So I'd like to come clean um, on a few healing moments of my own um if you will uh so some healing spiritual moments for me in the last 12 months um when i vomited on that bus stop last week i know it looked like i was sort of upending a pie all over the bus stop but it was actually negative energy i was releasing from my body at 2 a.m so very healing very healing and to the council i won't be paying that fine after all thanking you um uh, last anzac day uh when i hooked up with a chick who turned out to be engaged now, I didn't know, and at the time I felt very guilty, but now, looking back, I think we were actually just healing each other, and to her fiancé, I'd like to say from the bottom of my heart, you're welcome, okay? And that come, that's from me to you, brother, so enjoy your life. Um, I'm feeling spiritual. <laughs> uh, last week, when I greened out and couldn't get out of my chair in the backyard, and the lad sort of had to help me inside, I know it appeared I had polio. Um, but I was actually, that chair was cleansing me of the past. So very exciting. Um, lads, I, I withdraw my apology for that one. Um, I was, I was just working through some stuff. Okay. And finally last week, um, when I called that fat blonde kid in our soccer game, not so slim shady, and then proceeded to throw 21 jump street quotes at him for the following 89 minutes. Um, I hope my words brought you as much peace as they brought me, mate. I truly do. So feeling spiritual, feeling cleansed, um, feeling great. You know, only a famous person could get put to the sword 
while married or separated or whatever. You know, people say they were separated. People, they say they weren't. It's like, well, they went and did a fucking TV show about it, so it can't have been too kosher. But anyway. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what we're going to do from here. Women, you're very much on top in the battle of the genders. Um, unless Will Smith maybe does a sex tape with Kendall Jenner or something and sends that out. Maybe if Angelina Jolie came out as transgender just to sort of muddy the waters. Um, I don't have all the answers. I don't. Um, but yeah, poor Will. I don't know. Maybe he cheated on her a lot and she said, if you do this, I'll keep it quiet. But she came out looking like a cunt. But maybe, I don't know. I'm not familiar with her work or really what she's like, but she came off like a real weirdo. I don't know what was going on, team. I don't know. Um, but it's so funny. I did a little TikTok. Yes, I'm, I'm TikToking. Um, and I did an 11 second TikTok about this where I said, I said, Will Smith made, um, pro tip. Next time your wife calls you up and says, do you want to go on TV and talk about how I cheated on your heaps with that 25 year old bloke? Just say you're fucking busy. Hey, little harmless joke. I thought. The amount of people in the comments on this TikTok who took it seriously and were saying, hey man, you don't know their relationship, who are you to judge? Or I had a few comments saying they were actually separated, get your facts straight. As you're like, give a fuck about the facts of Will and Jada Smith's marriage in this 11 second TikTok. If you're taking TikTok seriously, you can TikTok yourself down the road and hit the fucking bricks, dude, okay? Um, a few comments said, do you honestly think Will Smith is going to see this? No, I don't think Will Smith's going to see my TikTok. Jesus Christ. People take everything so seriously. It was 11 seconds. It was an 11 second joke. Of course I don't know anything about their marriage. Jesus Christ. People ruin everything. But anyway. I don't know why Will Smith would agree to this. What happened to privacy, dude? Fuck yeah, I love privacy. But anyway. I just don't understand why anyone would agree to this as Will Smith did. Um, but speaking of privacy, so uh, I noticed this story in the news. Johnny Depp. I'm a bit of a Johnny Depp fan, to be honest. So him and Amber Heard... Uh, okay, I'll recap this fucking garbage. Um, talking too much about celebrities on this one. Two celebrity marriages, which I, I honestly couldn't care less about either of them. But they're in the news and they're interesting. And I've got to feel the fucking 45 minutes, okay? Um, but Johnny Depp, um, he was married to Amber Heard. So she said that she that he beat her and the, the son called her him a wife beater. Now he's suing the son. Now I don't know anything about any of that and I don't condone any sort of violence towards women or anyone really. But, so what's happened is this court case, they've gone to court about it and all this information's coming out and it's just really dragging old Johnny Depp through the mud. Although Amber Heard's not coming out looking too good either. It's all over the shop. But I will say this. It's come out that as part of the testimony, Johnny Depp is a huge druggo and he's been more or less zonked out of his head for the past 20 years. Longer, since the early 90s. So what's that? In fact, late 80s. So what's that? That's fucking 30 plus years of this guy just hitting the gear and the alcohol. And now in America, they take all those pills and shit, you know, like 
fucking, you know, all day moved to LA. Now he's zannied out of his fucking mind, you know. Everyone's on the valleys. Everyone's just comatose, you know. Now, we didn't do any of that shit here in Australia, thank God. But um, but Johnny Depp's been doing all that. He was on heroin for a little bit. Heaps of coke. Big drinker. Mushrooms. Smokes a lot of weed. And he's one of the most successful guys on the planet. And now, I don't con- I'm not sure what's happened with this trial and all this violence and stuff. Don't condone any of that stuff. But I will say, thank God we've still got a couple of celebrities who are fucking zonked out of their head and are just absolutely going for it. Okay, is anyone else as bored of these celebrities who are all like sober and spiritual these days? You know, ever, like, and, and comedians, you know, I love comedians, but they're right at the top of the pile. A lot of my favorite comedians are, are now sober. You know, a lot of most actors and musicians, like, they're all like, they're all just like sober and spiritual. Like, I saw this one singer, I think it was fucking, I can't remember who, but. Like, they did a prayer before the concert, and they've taken green tea on stage. I was like, what the fuck is this, dude? That's not rock and roll. That's not rock and or roll. Johnny Depp was in one of the biggest movie franchises of all time, Pirates of the Caribbean. From what I read about, he's he's blind most of the time. Still getting the job done, zonked out of his mind. Dude, that's fucking cool. That's interesting, you know? If you want to be a celebrity, get ready to cause a scene. You know, I'm so sick of these boring, sober celebrities, you know, like, you know, it's like, oh, what have you been doing recently? And they talk about this meditation retreat. It's like, like Zac Efron's sober now. It, like Zac, Zac Efron was like, oh, I was doing, I was doing cocaine at parties. I had a problem. It's like, no, you didn't, Zac. You're a fucking rich, talented celebrity, mate. If you want to hit the bag at a party, that's your business. You know, but everyone's so boring. At least Johnny Depp is still going for it, you know? They're like, he's like catching private jets everywhere, just getting blind. What a guy. At least he's interesting. You know, if you want to be in the public eye, you should have to at least, I'd say until you're at least 40, you can't legally be sober and be famous. I'd like to bring that in. You know? Half, you know, half of my favorite uh, comedians, when I finally got to work with them, you know, if you by the time someone gets famous, they're usually 35 plus and they're all like, either stone cold sober or like sensible at that age you know i'd love to you know i want to i want to freaking hang out with celebrities who are still absolutely just sending it you know that's what i want i'm so sick of these boring celebrities i love hearing celebrities still going for it so good on you johnny depp and i hope it doesn't come out that you actually are a, a wife beater because that will not bode well for this pod in fact i'll just come out five minutes saying how fucking cool you are but Good to see some celebrities still going for it, man. Good to see him. And I will say, um, right, let me just talk for two seconds. All right, forty. I mean, it's a it's a gentleman's forty-five. The pod's done. Um, from here on in, I will be phoning it in. The next four or five minutes, I personally won't care for. And if you want to turn it off, I don't blame you. But I'll just talk very briefly about this thing I was going to talk about last week, but forgot to. So I just read this sick book. It's called um, Running with the Firm. And it's about this undercover cop who went undercover at the biggest uh, soccer hooligan firm in England. Football hooligan firm. And basically a firm is more or less a gang. So if Millwall played, you know, Chelsea or whoever, afterwards the Millwall firm and the Chelsea firm throw down and try and kill each other. Barbaric stuff. But it kind of got me thinking about... 
some of the shit I've done in the name of sporting clubs that has been nothing short of horrific. Um, and it just makes me think, like, you know, we pledge, you get so wrapped up in these clubs and organisations and teams. It is really quite, quite silly. You know, like, I love uh, team sports and clubs and being, you know, being a clubman and stuff, but uh, it's it can go too far when you get too into it. And I have definitely done that over the years. And these guys literally would, like beat the shit out of blokes like if if they were on the on the train they saw a bloke with an arsenal jersey they literally just stomp on his fucking head for five minutes these Millwall guys and i've never like i've only ever famously i've only ever been in one fight i'm oh and one and um and that was my fault that wasn't due to any sporting altercation but um but yeah it makes me think like how far would you go for these these sporting teams and clubs like these guys beating the shit out of other people in the name of a soccer club is extremely pathetic in my eyes but but i mean i've abused a lot of people over the years regarding just because i i hated their club or their team and it just makes me think it is honestly fucking silly very silly like what am i doing really i remember one time this is probably the most one of the biggest regrets i have regarding this one time i was at uni games years ago and and, um uh uni games is basically like schoolies but you play sport during the day and everyone gets fucking absolutely just off their rocker at night. It's, it's very fun, but it's also pretty out of hand up there. It was on the Gold Coast. Need I say more? Um, now, I remember this bloke came up to me at this, I think it was like Sin City or something. I'm absolutely rocked in this nightclub. And um, just blind as a bat. And it's, uh, and this guy comes up to me and goes, Oh, Billy Darcy, uh, I'm a huge fan of your uh, Facebook page. This is back when I was just doing those tweets and people would just sort of like the tweets a bit. Very page was um, a lot smaller than it is now, but um, yeah, I'd get recognised on the odd occasion. And he was like, "Mate, I really like your, uh, your 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 tweets and stuff, mate. Your page is fucking hilarious." I want to say maybe the podcast was started at this point. When did I go to uni games? No, this was years ago. No, nah, so I didn't have a podcast or anything. But anyway, this guy came up to me in a Sydney uni polo though, and I fucking hate Sydney uni. Uh, I'll go out on, on a limb on this podcast. I fucking hate Sydney Uni. And I uh, played cricket against them for years. And this guy comes on, he goes, mate, I'm a big fan of your uh, Facebook page, mate. Like, really like him a lot. He goes, I show him my mates, like, fucking great. I go, oh, yeah? Do you, mate? You... I go, fuck you, mate. Look at you, you Sydney Uni piece of shit. Fuck off. And he goes, what? I go, mate, just fuck off, honestly. You and your fucking cunt mates, honestly, hit the bricks. And this guy was like, oh, okay. And I was like, mate, fuck you. Sydney Uni, you're all dogs. I'm fucking sick of you. I was blind as a bat at the time, but still, inexcusable. And it was like, the guy was being so nice to me. I remember feeling like such a piece of shit the next day. But I was just so, like, wrapped up in this, like, kind of, like, tribalism, you know? And I still dislike Sydney Uni, but I would never go to that extent now. I was a lot, I was a bit younger, but also, it's just like, this hooligan book, even though a lot of this stuff's violence and that, and I've never done any of that stuff, but I, I sort of saw a bit of myself in some of these soccer hooligans. And it's it is it is borderline pathetic. Like and it just does make you think about you know, we blindly hate people from these other clubs and most of the time. That's why at cricket, whenever you do have a beer with the opposition, I kinda leave going, Oh fuck. Because they're always good blokes. You know, they're always like just legends who enjoy the game just like you. But yeah, I blindly hate these blokes like uh especially teams in the western suburbs in Sydney, I fucking hate these cunts for years. But um but then you end up, you know, having a beer with them after the game. They're always legends. So it's just, 
it's silly. A lot of it is just silly. You know, banter on the field's fine and sledging and stuff. But yeah, a lot of the stuff I've done over the years, I just reading this book, I was like, fuck me, Bill, you are an absolute pelican. And that Sydney Union incident on the Gold Coast, probably the, probably the, up, well, not, wouldn't say the worst for it, but that guy was being nice to me. And I was a cunt to him just because he was wearing a Sydney Uni badge, which was, yeah, pretty, pretty fucking pathetic, really. But yeah. So it got me thinking about clubs and stuff. And I still caught a bloke a cunt on the soccer field on the weekend. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm some sort of a rehabilitated saint. But, um, but yeah, it did get me thinking. And, you know, I think, yeah, sports, they can bring out the best in you, but also sometimes the worst. So, something to keep in mind. And these soccer hooligans, I mean, it was the 80s. It was a different time. You could fucking kill blokes back then. And, you know, I think it wasn't as frowned upon. But, um, but yeah, it got me thinking. So, maybe next time you fucking scream and abuse at some bloke, uh, just because he's wearing a different colour shirt to you, you know? Have a think about it. And I would say this is definitely me projecting onto you, the listener, because I am a horrendous bloke on the sporting field. So something for me to think about. But anyway, that's the pod, and it's 51 minutes. You're kidding. Doesn't get much better than that. Um, yeah, so thanks for coming, etc. Listening, viewing. Um, so, oh yeah, as always, if you'd like to tag a friend in a... Um, what is it, a stand-up comedy video on my Facebook page or Instagram or or send a video to a friend and say, maybe check this guy out, would be very much appreciated. Um, other than that, thank you for listening. Way too long, way too long, yeah. And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Because these people got me fucked up, yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's on the me, don't you wait too long, way too long. Oh, I, oh, I, oh.